This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to take your online presence to the next level? Well, grab your favorite mug because you're in for a treat. Welcome to the Coffee with Kate, brewing business brilliance for entrepreneurs podcast, where we brew up strategies to help you stand out online. I'm your host, Kate Payne, and I'm here to ignite your digital presence and bring out the best in your business. Like you, I love coffee, but my true calling is helping entrepreneurs like you unleash their unique stories to make a lasting impact in the world and become more visible online. I'll be your guide as we delve into riveting conversations with experts, clients, and colleagues. We'll cover a wide range of topics from networking and digital marketing to social media and the latest business and personal branding trends. Consider this your all-in-one resource for online visibility. Together, we'll discover all the ways you can stand out online and make an impact in the world. So let's connect, share ideas, and learn from each other. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Kate. I am so excited to have my guest, Dr. Linda Ulrich, here with me today. Linda, thank you for joining me for coffee. I am so excited. I have looked forward to this forever. Virtual coffee. Yes. In fact, remember that day? I got all set. And, and I had my coffee and everything and had the day run. Right. And 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 funny story for those of you who are are joining us. Um, so I have a company that I use that when I when I book a guest for coffee with Kate, I send them the mug so that it looks like we're really having coffee together. And um, I sent Linda too. I was so efficient. Um, I actually sent one early, then I forgot I sent it early because I went outside of um, our SOPs that we have, you know, in our systems, which is why we have them. But anyway, so I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, so Dr. Linda is just one of the most interesting people I've I've met this year. Um, actually, we met when I held a virtual masterclass for LinkedIn last October. And um, when I saw all the little happy faces in my Zoom window, I saw this person, Dr. Linda Ulrich, and she would ask questions on occasion, and I really didn't know who she was. I didn't even know that she was a fellow Vermonter, because I am in Vermont, and she's in Vermont. And um, had no idea. And then she reached out to me saying I was on your show. And anyway, we ended up um, working together. So we've been working on Linda's LinkedIn profile and her um, company page. And um, then I got to know more about what she does. So we're going to start before we get into what she does with her global media company, which is her website is thegoodness-exchange.com. I want to talk a little bit about Linda's background because it's pretty pretty unique. So Linda, would you share with us before we get into what you what you've um what you've established and founded? What have you been doing for the last 3 decades? <laughs> I've been pretty busy. <laughs> and I, and now I'm on the second climb which will which we'll hope to talk a lot about and um and I love to talk about second climbs cuz no matter our age we can start one. Um so I was a dentist for 30 years, uh 25 um, I, my husband's also a dentist. We grew up in a little farming town together. We were childhood sweethearts, um, in, in Illinois, in the Midwest, right? Huh? In, in, the, in Illinois. Yeah. Just put your right, your finger right in the middle of the state of Illinois. Our little hometown is underneath it. And, um, you know, I was, we were very fortunate that we met so early and my dad was the last of the Mohicans. He was one of those doctors <laughs> who took care of you birth to death. 
you have his home phone, he delivered your baby, met you at the emergency room when your kid ran a mini bike through a barbed wire fence, he did all your surgeries, the whole thing. And we watched a man who was truly in service to others. That's his whole life. And that's why we became dentists. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's but was he, he he didn't do dentistry though right he was a medical no doctor. we yes he was a physician surgeon but that's why we became dentists because we never saw the man yeah as a family man he he even knew that it was it was not good and the next door neighbor was a dentist just the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet also very busy and very committed to the um to his profession but he was home at six o'clock drove in the driveway with the same cardigan he wore in high school and very steady, the opposite of my dad. And my dad always pointed over there and thought, if we're going to stay together our whole lives, we could build a better family and professional life if we had more balance. Right. right. So that that is my um, that is my early life steeped in service to others. My husband and I became dentists here in Vermont. We lived abroad. We have Irish passports and we have this amazing, funny story about him playing professional basketball. And we landed in Vermont here, which we have felt like we've been washing dishes at the home hotel Green Mountain our entire lives so we could stay here. We're, we still feel like guests because it's so beautiful. And um, during the course of our dental practice, we did things a lot differently. We have been devoted to keeping the humanity in healthcare. It's I, been want, a real... I want you to repeat that because yeah. I think that's a very, very powerful mm. mantra and, and, and mission for you. Yeah, I'm not sure that we knew that this was what we were driving at when we were 27, but uh, very early on it, in everything we do, we, we started noticing how the humanity was going out right. of healthcare. Right. And so we would sort of like purposely do things the opposite of what the trends were in healthcare just to keep the humanity there. And um, along the way, because if that's your goal, you find something to celebrate with every patient who comes in. Um, we've got patients very regularly who come in on the day their spouse dies. Oh, wow. Because they know that they're they're not just getting a tooth fixed. They're reconnecting with someone who knows and loves them. Mm -hmm. And 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 they know if if, if their husband died, I'm going to say Janine. Dan was the most amazing, exciting guy when he talked about barbecue, how much he loved about barbecue. And I will, I will, will definitely find something to celebrate. So if you do that with people... <clears throat> They come to count on you for it. And I and this back and forth creates this global view of how ordinary people are thinking, what they're worrying about, and so forth. And I started noticing in 2010, 11, 12, whoa, that you know, after 9-11 and with the rise of social media, people's faith in the future was going out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were all started started going, oh my God, you know, social media is so negative, the news is nothing but doom and gloom. And uh, I kept saying, someone's got to do something about this. Someone's got to do something about this. And, and so one, more than you. Yeah. Then one day a flip switch, something happened that was, that was dreadful, but was my, my moment, my calling. And I just said, that's it. It's going to be me. I started writing one article a day on anything under the sun that could prove it's still an amazing world. Do you remember what you wrote in your first article? <clears throat> yes, I do. Yeah. The first article, it's still a beautiful uh, TED talk by, um, by a, a, a conductor mm -hmm. of the uh, Boston Philharmonic named Ben Zander, B-E-N-Z-A-N-D-E-R. Mm -hmm. He has an amazing pop tech talk about, um, about how we have a choice mm -hmm. between the 
downward spiral or radiating possibility. And he, he does this amazing talk where he makes us realize that in every minute of every hour, I think he tells a story of a shoe salesman. Mm-hmm. Two companies sent shoe salesmen to Africa. And one writes back, bad news. They don't wear shoes here. The other <laughs> one writes back, good news. They don't have shoes here. <laughs> And I remember that that hit me between the eyes, that notion that we all have a choice of how we look at every event and every day, good or bad. Right. And that somebody needed to be shining a light on all the good things happening in the world. And that's what we've done ever since. Well, Jay Cummings. uh, Hey, Jay. uh, He's up your way in St. Albans. Um, Thanks for joining us, Jay. Anybody who is uh, listening to us, whether you're over on Facebook or on LinkedIn, please feel free to say hello in the comments. Um, We'd love to know that you're here. And as we talk with Linda, if you have any questions or points that you'd like to make, um, please feel free to put those in the comments and um, I'll be sure to ask Linda your your, your questions. So so Linda, then the Goodness Exchange was Mm -hmm. born and um, it's it's a website. So one of the things I've been telling people like when I've met you, as I say, said, Dr. Linda Ulrich has created basically a global media company. That's what you're working Mm -hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Goodness Exchange. So if somebody asks you to explain what the Goodness Exchange is in like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. how would how would you give them like the sound bite for that? Well, what we do is prove that it is still an amazing world and help people find their role in it. So there's two kinds of content there. There's stuff that'll just make you go, okay, right. That is happening. It is still an amazing world. And there's content that's all about helping people find their role, their calling, their the, just the perspective to get through a better day. So right. it's, it's basically two things. Well, it's an interesting time to be having this conversation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many, so many things going on in our world. Obviously, the, 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 the horrific events in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, we've got so much going on in our own country here politically, and I'm not going to get into any of that in detail. And so it must be um, must be a challenge sometimes to talk about what you do because I know when you and I first met, I had said you know you had said something to me that resonated saying you know I'm not trying to be Pollyanna here. No. I'm not saying that you should put your head in the sand and just forget about what's going on in the world and only go see the good things that you can find on the Goodness Exchange website. So kind of can you can you kind of share more about that mm-hmm. to give people the real essence of of mm-hmm. this. So um, I probably, it would be very easy for me to be um, a downward spiral person. Um, how how we, we grew up, my husband and I was going to be pretty, pretty unilateral, you know, like, like everyone else. But right. my husband, we were very lucky. My husband was one of the top 20 basketball players in the world. And oh, he became, yeah. Yeah. He became a captain at the University of Kentucky for two years. He played against Michael Jordan and that life took us out into the world. And we started traveling, eventually had Irish passports, and we were determined to raise our children to be global citizens. Mm-hmm. Well, that exposure to some of the bleakest places on the planet, because we always traveled for purpose. We went to, we took took them to places that aren't usually vacation <laughs> destinations. But I one day I realized that what the version of humanity that they were seeing is full of unbelievable kindness and generosity. 
And whoa, the ingenuity in places that aren't as uh, aren't aren't as uh, fortunate as we all are. Is yeah. Yes, it's so beautiful. And I realized one day that 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 the slice of reality that we're seeing on social media and the news is such a tiny slice of reality. For mm -hmm. sure, it exists. There was some ugliness in this world. And I have seen one of the ugliest sides of humanity in a childhood tragedy in my life. So I, I know that that exists, but what we're seeing is by no means a balance. Mm -hmm. And so I'll let everyone else who are experts in, in the trying things in our community, in our world, there are experts who need to tell us those stories and I don't tell people to tune them out. That's a whole nother thing I can help us with today is how I take in the news. But what I am saying is we can't make good decisions for our children or our businesses or whatever if we don't know the whole picture. And what we do at the Goodness Exchange is point to insight and innovation going uncelebrated, not, right. not puppies in mailboxes. Right. We all know where to get that. We, we are pointing at real things, real people solving amazing problems in extraordinary ways and celebrating it. Right. So um, talk to me about we, one of the things that I had, uh, you know, teased about our conversation today was the gratitude economy. Yeah. Now, that's not a term or something that you invented. I mean, it's been out there for a while. So taking what you just mentioned, we're sort of segueing into the gratitude economy. Mm -hmm. Define for, for us what, for in case people don't really know, what is the gratitude economy? So I, what I see happening is, is millions and millions of social innovators popping up. People like me who are on a second climb, people like my web developer who's 35 and you know wants to find a way to be impactful in the world, not only just helping us, but outside. And, and then there's the graduates coming out of college right now. There's a lot of them who never wanna work for the man. Yeah. There's a lot that just want to start out earning a good living wage and doing good in the world. So that's where the impulse starts as humans. It's just a rising tide right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how the economy factors into that is 69% um, uh, of us now identify as values-driven consumers. Mm -hmm. And that number jumped, you know, I think it was 2018 to 19, it jumped 13%. I'll bet now, that that's jumped even more since the pandemic. Would you would you agree? There is no telling. And I'll yeah. give people an example of what being a values-driven consumer means in real everyday life. Now, maybe some of your viewers can think of how we, we, we don't just buy just anything for our Gen Z or millennial kids anymore. Right. You got to think this thing through. Uh, a good example is during the pandemic, all my kids moved home with their significant others. So there was eight of us living here. I was heading out the door one day to go get a piece of plywood. I said, I'm going to get plywood. And I mentioned the box store I was going to. And everyone yelled at the same time from every corner of my house, no, go to the other store. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Well, they these 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 young people all know a very unfortunate aspect of the the CEO and owner of the one box store I was headed to, and they said, "Don't don't give that business a dime. Right. Go across the street to this other business where the CEO is one of the only black CEOs in the Fortune 500." Right. And this is just an everyday example of the kind of decisions their generation. I, I, I'm sure Gen Xers and and Boomers. Well are starting to go that way too. But this is consumer sentiment. We are going to hold businesses accountable who who find uh, uh, who are not making the world a better place um, as they do good business. 
And so the gratitude economy is, is just that. We're, we're searching for people who we're grateful for. Right. And we're okay if they make money, but they gotta be contributing things to the greater good and it, and it, and it can't be greenwashing. Well, you know, you and I are a member of a women's entrepreneur yeah. organization called eWomen Network, which is US, it's, it's very big, 500,000 members, but it's in Australia, it's in Canada as well. But, you know, Sandra Yancey, the founder of the organization, has nine values. And at the beginning of every meeting, she is a, she is a values-driven organization. And I think having those values, one of which is give first, share always, women who are entrepreneurs want to be a part of this organization because of its values. And even though the mission is, Sandra's mission is 1 million women achieving 1 million in annual revenue, she always says it's not to get the fancy house and the fancy car but it's to leave legacy and do good with the money. So that fits in, does that fit in to the gratitude economy definition? It's a perfect example of the gratitude economy. This can be, this can go everywhere from, hey, I drive all the way across town to get to a hairdresser because she and her team make me feel taller when I walk out of there. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I grateful that. for how they make me feel. And they're right. sensitive to this and that. And they're looking out for all kinds of little customer service things that just make me feel glad. And I'll make that drive. It, the gratitude economy goes all the way from there to who we decide to buy our next pair of running shoes for. Okay. You know, if, if it gets blasted all over social media that somebody's having small children in, in some, uh, you know, Southeast Asian company making these tennis shoes, I'm not touching them with a 10 foot pole. And okay. I'm not even nearly as self-aware as I could, but I'm telling you the largest generation in history, the millennials, they're tuning in with every single day right. to, uh, wait, should I give, give that, give that money to that company? Or is there one over here that's a startup that, that advertises right from day one, they're going to give back so much charity or they're going to only, right. they're going to employ good employment practices, whatever. If anybody's it. listening right now, I'm loving this. If any of you know of companies that are values driven, you know, yes. share them in the comments here and and just just because it's helpful to let other people know. I mean, we all know about Tom's shoes and we know about yes. um what are those socks? Bombas. 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 Right. Um, but if anybody knows of any kind of values driven organizations, drop them in the comments and just mm -hmm. just to, to let other people know about them. So where does the goodness exchange, your global mm -hmm. media company, where does your goodness exchange fit into the gratitude economy. Well, you know, we um, we are part of that that economy. We are saying um, it is okay in this world to be having a positive effect on the future and everybody around us. It's 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 good to find the win win. That it doesn't have to be one or the other anymore. And so, what we do is we write articles. I interview on my podcast um, mm -hmm. people who have found. Uh, all kinds of ways of doing business in a new way that is both good for society and good for the people in the business. That's another thing that's really important is, whoa, with the great resignation well underway, you know, the people are, are resigning because they're looking around themselves and they're saying, I can do better. Yes. I can do more. I can be a part of something. I know it's out there where I can put bread on the table for my family and make a difference. Well, it's also letting the companies who are not shifting their culture um, to, to, to open their eyes and say, boy, you know, I better just do more than give them a job and a paycheck. They're all, the, a lot of these people are looking for a good culture fit. They're looking for a good place to work. They want to work with a place that does have a mission or is mission driven, even though it's not a nonprofit, you can still be mission driven mm -hmm. and be for profit. Um, and so all of those kinds of 
quality things. I think it's mm -hmm. interesting. LinkedIn just did a did a their marketing team just did a wrote a blog recently on saying actually the great resignation has now turned into what they're calling the great reshuffle. Mm -hmm. And and which I which I just, you know, found interesting as well. I'd like to call it the great questioning. Why? Well, I think the pandemic gave us all time to to pause. And we looked at the five-year picture of our life and the 10-year picture, and we said, if I keep doing this, where will I be? Right. You know, we were on these treadmills, whether it's the way we ate or the jobs we drove to or the, the amount of time we were willing to spend in our commute or whatever it was, we paused and we questioned the logic of mm -hmm. so many aspects of our life. And a lot of people looked around themselves at work and came up with the answer that they, they could do better. <clears throat> and I don't think people are suddenly just running off to join the ashram, <laughs> you know? No. In fact, I don't tell people to do that. When I talk to people about the, the gratitude economy, I say, you know, first look, first try to find pride in place because there is always a way to be part of a, of a dynamic team. If you bring your gifts, your zone of genius, and you allow others to to elevate their zone of genius and you just find a way. People are by nature self-organizers. Right, right. And um, right. then if you're not getting the support of the culture in the broader culture of your company, then maybe it is time to look for somebody. And this will reshuffle. Here's where I do like this. Uh, it will be a reshuffling of priorities in business. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if we're calling it, I didn't even like the word human resources. That's yeah. just icky to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're tr we're treating humans like they're resources to be gobbled up and used and mm -hmm. turned. No, yeah, I I think most people are going to be who are in that process are looking for a place where they feel like they can do good work, put bread on the table, and make a difference in the world, and and have a quality of life that they're really proud of a life well lived. Right. So let's shift back to the website now, and I want us to talk about what's there, what people can mm -hmm. find there. It's goodness-exchange.com. I'll put that up again. Um, and then also Dr. Linda has a really great podcast that she has so that you can find her podcast. You you do what, one or two interviews a week? Yeah, oh, sometimes I do three or four, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the, the gist of the website, the, the, the gap that we found on the internet, here's the gap that was on the internet when, we, when I started looking around that right. almost 10 years ago now. And, it, and it's still there, is that there was no one shining a light on insight and innovation with no politics and no ads. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I think we've all had it up to here with politics. We have. And, and we know, I think our antennas have grown about this big now. Most right. of us know that co the content we are seeing on the internet, in most cases, is built to either have an agenda um, of, of commercial agenda or a political agenda or both or some wackiness right. out there. Mm -hmm. And so, so we are trying to create one article after another and one podcast in or after another and a community for people who are like-minded where you can go and you can be free of that and you can focus on the things that we can all agree upon as right. progress and insight and innovation. Yes. And so for instance, Helen, there's gonna be- Helen, Helen, My friend Helen is agreeing with us with, with exactly what you said. Thank you, yeah. Helen. It's nice to yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, my brother is as conservative politically as you could possibly be. And he thinks that the goodness exchange is for him. He loves, he's constantly 
tapping out little messages to me on stuff he learned there that he never thought was possible. And then, you know, my neighbors are, are here in Vermont are super liberal and they think it's for them too. And, and I, I just think that we have a limiting belief in society uh, um, <laughs> about how much division there is also. Correct. Because, because that's we, what we get bombarded with all the time. Yes. We're either getting bombarded with it. Like you said, though, even mm-hmm. though we're bombarded with it, it's actually still only a slice of reality. And so, so um, that's why I love what you're doing on the goodness exchange. It's becoming a habit for me to go there. Um, I'd like it to become a daily habit. That's my goal. But when I go there, I like going down the rabbit hole that I go into when I get there. Let's talk about, so on the goodness exchange, when I first was interviewing you and getting to know what you were doing, one of the questions I asked you was, I said, how do you source your content? Mm -hmm. Because you had a really, you have a very interesting way. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just like, seeing a cute Facebook post and resharing it to the website. I mean, you have a real intention and strategy mm-hmm. with how you source the content and the resources that you put on the goodness exchange. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us, you know, how, how you mm-hmm. go about doing that? Yeah. Um, so I think the number one institutional gap of the internet is trust. Mm-hmm. If you think just what's, Great. what's missing across the board is trust. And, um, so we we pride ourselves on the amount of dig in and the the rigor that we use to to decide what we're going to write about because and after you get good at it you can you can check a source just like that and mm-hmm. you can you can smell a rat real soon real quick and then know how to get there and say oh boy we're not touching this with them but well um there are ways which which we have learned to employ and just really master to make sure we are not going to get tripped up and be yet another place that people had hopes for and then their hopes were dashed. So my daughter's a Harvard grad and that's really when the when the project took off was I was just I was a woman dentist. I had an eighth grader and a sophomore in high school. I was doing it just on my own for two years. But when my daughter graduated from Harvard, she brought she brought a level of excellence and that millennial, you know, zeal and and this commitment to our what we said we were going to do um that has really kept us on the on the path to be a place that's trustworthy Mm -hmm. and i'll give you an example i want to just interject here hold your thought so dr linda's daughter liesel is actually her ceo of the goodness exchange so i love that this is becoming like a family almost like a family business. <laughs> yes. And I, I tell you, I do a little public speaking on that particular aspect of things. I think the world is ready to figure out how to cross generation, our knowledge and wisdom base. Right. And, um, and I, we have found a really great rhythm with, with what I know after, you know, decades of life and professional and uh, professional exploration and all that stuff. And what she knows, because she's right there on the edge. If we imagine the earth kind of turning towards us, right. she and, and her team are right there on the edge and they can look over at a, at a, what's coming that I can't see. Right. But I can well, see so that. Nice, so it's a nice blend. Yes. Yeah. I always say I always only get to be right about 20% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I apologize for interrupting you there, but I want no. to point because I think that's really neat. That no. Well, I was going to give you so some ex- so, um, so go back I, to where, what you were saying. Well, I was going to give you some examples of the kind of content that we that we like to shine a light on. For instance, mm-hmm. there is an innovator named Damian Mander, one of the most powerful TED Talks you'll ever watch. 
Mm-hmm. Damien Mander has figured out that single mothers make the best game wardens in Africa. Wow. Tell me more. He totally, he has discovered that, um, now think about this, um, in places that are, that, that you have to really work hard to survive and, and there's a lot of society against you, man, single mothers know how to de-escalate. That's all they have got, you know, they have to de-escalate all day long. <laughs> they, uh, they know what's going on in their community and, um, and they, and, um, and they, they are trying to turn themselves inside out to raise these little kids they have in the best way possible and give them a future. Mm-hmm. Those are all really strong motivators um, when you are looking for opportunity. So Damien Mander was a, um, was a uh, paramilitary expert in the Iraq war. He was a sniper essentially. Yep. And when that war was over, he's an Australian guy. When that war was over, he was like, oh no, what does somebody with my skill set do? And he went on a vacation in Africa and um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil the story because the Ted Scott talk really um, tells it best how he discovered um, that wildlife conservation and especially protecting endangered species is war. Oh, it's, it involves organized crime Mm -hmm. and suddenly a light bulb went on that this is something he knew about and that he could correct. So he went on this journey to figure out why wildlife conservation wasn't working in Africa. And oh my God, he's got such a powerful story. But in the end, he did this experiment where he trained 200 men and only three were left at the end of of three days. And he trained 35 women and only one left at the end. And same training. And then he discovered all these capabilities about involving community in the protection of wildlife and conservation. Right. And how women spend 80% of their money back in their community and men only 10%. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's there's just a whole lot to it. Um, yeah. Jane Goodall is on his board now. Mm-hmm. There's some that think uh, he's arguably got one of the most important ideas in conservation in 100 years. Mm-hmm. Damien is but one of thousands of people in this world who have who have figured out the how to turn things on their side and go in a, a brand new direction and solve problems. Right. He's he's one of tens of thousands. And so so many of our articles are pe- about people just like him. There's Topher White, who's discovered how to save all the remaining rainforests using old cell phones like we have in a drawer. Oh, wow. There's, there's just one. In a, and he has this crazy innovation path that makes perfect sense after you see it, as do does Damian Mann. Like, um, do you have to get permission from them or do you just you, you I mean, it's kind of open source, right? Uh, yeah, what we usually do, we we think that, that this has become a video world, like yes. nobody reads anymore. Not that I agree with it, but it just is. So we find an, an amazing video done by an amazing videographer, and we have really high standards there, that tells a story in the most remarkable way, and then we build the article around it. Okay. Then, and so almost every article at, ever, at, at the Goodness Exchange has has a video. Mm-hmm. And then we fill in all the blanks. We do our homework. We, we do all our, all our fact checking and and, um, and that's and coming from your team then. Yes. Yeah. So we write all the articles. It's your thought leadership yes. um, around these topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's so we'll, <laughs> yeah. And, and we do our homework. We, we'll sometimes spend two hours just picking the photo. Yeah. Because we want to give it, we, we want it to be attributed to the right person and we want it to be magical. And that's another thing. Liesl was a design major at Harvard. So she has made a beautiful website out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this component of the content that just helps people with 
fresh perspectives about how we make sense of the world around us. Yep. So the content is, it's about ordinary people too, not just people solving big problems like the rainforest and endangered species. There's oh, there's the story about the woman in um, Hartford, Connecticut, who's figured out a way to to teach the local high schoolers this the amazing magic of serving others through healthy food. They feed thousands of people every month um, healthy food and, and older people partner with high schoolers and it changes people's lives. Um, there's just so much good. There's going so much. On. Yes. There is so much good going on in the world. I remember when you and I were having a conversation, I think in person, the first time we met in real life and um, we, somebody had, was at the table talking with us too. And they said, it's kind of like that, that little um, mantra or meme that people have seen about Mr. Rogers, who Mr. Rogers would say, you know, when something bad is happening, look for the helpers. So for little kids who might get scared by something, but look for the people who are helping. You know, somebody pointed out, oh, I just got goosebumps. Somebody pointed uh, that, that quote comes up often with the people I talk about um, with, or I talk with, you know, on the podcast, what we're doing is we're talking to, to these folks who are doing good things in the world or people with fresh perspectives about things. And they are the helpers. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what we're all looking for. Like, have you noticed if you see a video about Ukraine, um, uh, you can, somebody pointed out to me, a, a thought leader pointed out to me on the podcast, look for the helpers. Yep. Maybe you're already doing it. Even as horrific as, okay, a bomb explodes over here in this video, you will see somebody running towards it. Toward them. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, right. more goosebumps. This is who we are. We are not what we see on social media and the evening news. We are the vast majority of us helpers. So I'm going to put a question out to our listeners, and thank you for being here. We're with Dr. Linda Ulrich. Uh, from the Goodness Exchange. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, about her website. If anybody has any questions about the gratitude economy, about um, her website and her mission, she's on a mission. She wants this to become um, a really well-known website, a go-to resource for people to get more, mm -hmm. get other types of news. And maybe, I don't know if we should use the word balance, but maybe some more balance. Mm -hmm. um, talk about the nature of what you're trying to do with the website. So it's a subscription that you can get and it's very affordable. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, well, my original concept was that this would always be global, not North American centered. And because I've traveled to places like Nepal and, and Tibet and stuff, you know, $2 a day is a giant investment for a lot of people in the world. And I was once moved by a story of a little Afghan girl um, who uh, um, that moved me to to do this as well. And so we keep a $2 membership there so people can access all this goodness in the world. Mm -hmm. Even if uh, if that is a stretch, we just, we just, I just insisted when we created, and it has to have a subscription model because it, it does, well, it has to, to sustain itself. Yeah, it has to be sustainable. Yeah. And as everyone wants to remind me, it has to grow. Everyone right. says, how are you going to grow this? And so people that can can do more and want more from the website than, than the, the reassuring articles and the celebration there, there's a $12 membership where you can actually access a whole bunch more content that'll help you find your role in the goodness in the world. And so it's, that's, it's, it's very affordable. And the more you yeah. share this with people, you know, to let them know about this online resource. I mean, and it's not just a, um, an archive of feel good stories. I oh, mean, no. you, you have very high standards. You are, you are using your own thought leadership, not only yours, but people on your team. 
um, to really make people, you know, see some of the good that's going on and remember that the world, as you say, the world is still an amazing place. Um, Leora just came in and said, I'm really appreciating this conversation today. Thank you both. So thank you for being here, Lee. Well, so, you know, um, do you want to, do you want to just, you know, expand a little bit more on, on that observation? Well, Leora is pointing to something that we've discovered in our own personal lives and our conversations, Liesl and I with people and in the feedback we get on the website is <clears throat> it's easy to feel like we're alone in caring. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you ever get that moment where you're you're sitting in some public setting and you just think, "Gosh, there's that horrible thing happening right there. Does no one else care?" Or, or even sometimes, you know, with your family or our friends, right. you can you can be kind of driven to think, "Oh, wow, that's so sad. Does no one else care?" And <laughs> so this is this is the community aspect of the goodness exchange. Why we call it an, an exchange is because we hope to grow it. So it, there's just it's just a landscape where people can find the kind of content they appreciate, whether it's video, audio, um, podcast, listening. But there is a community there that's starting um, at the Goodness Exchange where people can um, join this community. We're going to monitor it really carefully. I hate to sound um, like hard, no, but uh, I've I've personally had it with folks that just think they can just drop anything and disrupt people's lives and just add just total chaos and negativity to others. I think we've all got to really wait before we press send yeah, and, and make sure what we are adding to the noise in the world is something worth saying and worth listening to. So our, our community at the Goodness Exchange is going to be a place where people who are like-minded, who have good intention and good ideas can find each other. Yeah, and we're going to be rigorous about asking anybody that doesn't fit there to go back to Facebook or whatever. Well, Helen is um, really enjoying this conversation. She said, you know, there is good in the world and we do we do need some balance. Um, Actually, Helen just said this is great. So this is a, a very helpful conversation. So people can go over to the Goodness Exchange. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have to subscribe to if you subscribe, you see more content, right? Than what's yes mentioned. yeah I think that Liesl has it set up right now so people the, the first two weeks are on us so people can get a feel for how it can be in their life because we really think this can be you know part of a mental health um, yep. we've gotten to that stage with the Absolutely. level of negativity and the news the breaking news in our lives it's a mental health question now no doubt about it right. I had a really incredible guy um, who's interested in time management. Mm -hmm. on the podcast the other day, Oliver Berkman. Oh my gosh, that is such a great, helpful interview. And he was talking about the fact that of something that kind of struck me. He said, you know, when we just take a little break over to the breaking news and we just go there for even 10 minutes if we're able to pull ourselves away because most of that content right. is built to capture and right. hold our attention. But let's say we have good intention. We go over there, catch a few lines of the breaking news or social media. We think then then we're done with it, that we've, we've devoted whatever many minutes we did, but no. What actually happens is those narratives play in the back of their mind and they stick with us. And we could be walking with our four-year-old on a beach and those narratives, we get and catch ourselves asking, you know, having these internal dialogues about the negativity that we saw there or the horrific things. Right. So they don't leave us. And um, so we're saying... <clears throat> Wow, what would a world look like where the things that stayed and played in our minds were signs of hope and progress and people with great intention and real ingenious ideas? 
And um, that's what you're going to find there. And we just, we are saying that there's room for, for the seriousness of our world <laughs> and there's room for the celebration. When you and I were working on exploring your speaking topics, because you are going to be a speaker going around and talking about, you know, the goodness exchange, but you speak, you have, you have speaker topics that you yeah. speak about on each of these things. And one of them um, was about the pause, which you brought up earlier. And it's, it's resonated with me. I have a really good friend um, who is in the eWomen Network. You have yet to meet her, Linda. She lives in Vermont. Her name is Lisa Danforth. Okay. And she does a lot of work around the power of the pause. Okay. And, um, and it's great. But when you talked about it, you talked about it in the sense of like, when we go on to Facebook or we go wherever we go, there's clickbait. Mm -hmm. And if we, the more we click on that, the more gets served up. So mm -hmm. that was, a that, that has actually made me pause. Like I, okay, that's a headline that's kind of intrigued me, but if I click on that, I'm going to get more of that. Like I've actually started practicing that pause of like, do I really need to see that? You know, I know enough about what's going on. I'm not, you know, I'm not, don't have my head in the sand. Can you expand on, on mm -hmm. what you said when you said, I found that very, very um, profound. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm not doing this in a self-promotion way, but I have had so many people uh, share with me that the, that I did, um, I was the closing speaker for TEDx Naperville, mm -hmm. which is one of the largest, oldest TEDx um, in the world. And um, uh, I, I was moved to do this talk about the conspiracy of goodness that's happening mm -hmm. right now. The talk's called Exposing the Conspiracy of Goodness. And in the course of producing that talk, because we had that year, that was the heart of the pandemic, 2020. Yes. Uh, we all had to produce our own videos. Here we went into this thinking we were going to show up on right, stage. So you, did, you did TEDx via video in your yes. backyard. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. My, uh, my, I was on a rock in a cow pasture on, on our farm and my only audience was a bunch of Ben and Jerry's cows. Um, but oh, people tell my, me. My friend Leora is, uh, is, lives in Oak Park, Illinois. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah this guy named um, Arthur Zards. He's a genius that lives in that area of and he's a creative and he just runs a big, I think there's a thousand people there mm -hmm. a year at that TEDx. So mm -hmm. if you'd want to check that one out, that's a great recommendation. But in any case, um, yeah. So I, I, in the, in the podcast exposed, I mean, the, uh, the TED talk exposing the conspiracy of goodness, I share with people two things that I think really turn out to be comforting. One is the story of the conspiracy of goodness. That, that is a story that people can really hang on to. And I, Tell it right early in the podcast. But the second thing I share with people is the four shifts, because this is what Kate's referring to. I, I ran this by an MIT guy um, who's a uh, whiz in, in internet security and how, how the internet plays out in our lives. And he was like, oh, that's pretty simple, but it's true. So here it goes. There are, if you want to change what you see on the screens in your life, um, there are four shifts that you do that are super simple, what Kate's talking about. And you can't uh, sort of unhear it once I tell you this. <laughs> okay. so, yeah. Okay. So here they are really fast. The first thing you do, go on the internet and you pause, pause before you click on anything because someone is counting every click you make. They sure are. Essentially, your click is a vote for more of whatever you give your attention to. Mm -hmm. Even if it's leaving you like super heartbroken, sad, or angry, or fearful, if you give your attention to that, that means like a, a like, a swipe, uh, uh, even some mm -hmm. algorithms are meant to see how long our eyes are staring on a piece of content. Mm -hmm. So it's really pause. And then I always ask myself, do we need more of this? 
Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Okay, because this this takes it, and I mean the we, the real we, because I might like I might like that my political team won a great victory mm-hmm. and is rubbing the other team into the ground. I might like that. But do we we need more of that? Right. No. Because mm-hmm. I'll answer no every time. I'm I'm for the greater good. I'm sure a lot of people who listen to your podcast are too. Okay, so that's the first thing. Pause before you click on anything because somebody's getting every click you make. And ask yourself, do we need more of this? And then the second shift is ignore more. Because the truth is we can ignore the chaos builders right into obscurity. No one is creating content that we won't click on. Right. That's just it. It, And this is even goes to something really, really important that I like to remind people of. Even if you're on social media and you see the most horrific thing that you have just got to comment on, remember that it's all about triggering our fear and anger and capturing and holding our attention. So what you do, if you, if you comment, A, you just gave that bad people, those bad people a vote. Because mm-hmm. nobody's counting things as good or bad clicks on the internet. Right. right. And then you know what you did. You just triggered about 20 people who agree with them to yeah. slide in and give and that piece of more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the that's it. Uh, so pause, ignore more. The third shift is seek signs of goodness and progress because that's what your algorithm is looking for. Mm-hmm. It, the algorithm started out as a as a helpful thing, a tool to to get us one place to another faster. So if your algorithm sees you liking, clicking, it, or in any way engaging with negative content, that's what it'll serve you. But the opposite is true too. So seek signs of goodness and progress. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth shift is when you find it, share it. Because sharing is the number one uh, most valuable thing you can do to elevate good things in right. the world. Right. Um, sharing gets all kinds of mechanisms of commerce and support and um, algorithms going. And so don't be afraid. If you found that thing that made your heart sore and it it's obvious that it makes the world a better place, then share it. And, and well, you already made a really cool statement, which is very relevant to what you just said. I've been very affected by the state of the world. It has put me in bad mental places. I've had to finally turn it off, but that doesn't mean I'm unaware. I study history, but I revere art and I focus on the beautiful lately. And um, I'm actually connected with with Leora. So when she goes to like the Metropolitan Museum of Art, where she's going, walking in her beautiful neighborhood, showing the architecture of the Frank Lloyd Wright houses in Oak Park, you know, and seeing the spring flowers in bloom. I mean, that's because I like to see what Leora posts. She gets served up to me a lot more on Facebook than the other stuff that I don't really need to see anymore. And so that's a gift. So thank you, Leora, for that. And thank you for sharing that. And you know, Leora, you are highlighting a, just a just an amazing concept. What what I've noticed is if we look for beauty instead of truth, we'll find truth a lot more often. Oh, I love that. Say that again. When we I just started noticing my habits one day, and and I'm an artist. I make giant metal sculptures, life size dinosaurs out of me, out of metal. I can't um, wait to come to your house. I want to see all of you. I've seen some of the the pictures and you've done some of these with your daughter too. I want to see your sculptures. Yeah. It's a funny, crazy hobby, but, but it reminds me of this, of what uh, Liara just pointed out, you know, um, there's nothing like standing in front of a life-size pterodactyl 18 feet tall with his wings spread out that you knew flew above us 65 million years ago. Uh, let me don't even get me started. Um, but look at look when we see beauty, when we search for beauty, we can tell the people that are the thoughtful, 
helpful, measured voices. We're not looking for truth. Don't look for truth. Look for beauty. And these thoughtful, measured, helpful voices in society will be the ones that rise to the top. Right. Now, you will discover with, with, in art and architecture and science, so much in science. Oh, don't even get me started on the new space stuff that's happening. Wow, look for beauty. And, the tr- and, and we will find truth a lot more often. It will rise to our consciousness. That's, I, I love how you stated that. That's one of those things I want to write down and stick on a thing and have it next to me all the time. It's, um, it's just true. It is, it is true. So anybody who has, uh, who's listening, if you have any questions or, or comments similar to how, what Leora shared, um, please feel free. We are starting to wind down. And um, so Dr. Linda, can you tell me, there's probably lots of people here who would like to learn about the Goodness Exchange, go to the website. We've put the website up. What are some other ways if people wanted to reach out to you? Um, where, where are you most often online? Well, um, I am creating a whole lot of series of, sh- of one minute videos, either with the, with the insights I'm stumbling upon, or with the, the people I'm interviewing on the Conspiracy Goodness podcast. And um, so I'm, we're finding those that kind of content is best on LinkedIn, is that, you know, it's just people are looking for the helpful voices on LinkedIn very often, I, I think. I, you see the stuff. That well, that's gets- one of the things that I think that you and I resonated with when you first reached out is not only do I know LinkedIn, and that's what I work on with my clients, but LinkedIn is still one of the only places on the internet where organic reach is still rewarded. Yeah. You know, yes, you can do paid. Yes, you can do all of these other things. But there's still, you know, and it's mostly a professional network, but people are showing you know, the behind the scenes, they're showing their human side, they're showing the causes they believe in or the, the, um, the goodness, you know, I just, there's not as much vitriol on LinkedIn as you find maybe in other places. So I think LinkedIn's a great place for, for your, for your message. Yeah. Uh, what are some other ways people could get a hold mm-hmm. of you? I, I, we are in the stage right now where we need people's feedback. I want to make a, make really sure a small detail, you know, our job is to shine a light on all the goodness and progress, this enormous wave of goodness and progress that people aren't hearing nearly enough about. So what we sort of do is we really look at ourselves as curators. So people don't have to go searching for good content. This right. is, it's such a needle in a haystack if, if your algorithms aren't tuned just right. And um, so we, we look at ourselves as curators and really just people shining a light on others. Mm-hmm. So that's that the best way to support goodness in the world and progress and the folks that are the helpers is to find places like us. There are others. Um, uh, and, you know, engage, decide what you give your attention to. This is the, the rule of sanity right now. Right. That we, what we give our attention to expands. Exactly. And if you, if you give your attention to folks that are, that are supporting a, a better future for us all, that's going to be what expands in your mind and your life and your kid's life and your working right. space. Right. So I, I am encouraging people to use my personal email right now. Um, it's dr. Dr. Linda and on Linda's screen. with a while. Oh, it's on screen. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Linda at the goodness at goodness exchange. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I also wanted to let people know. So um, I think this is the Ted talk that you did in Naperville. Is this this the, is the, yes, that's the Ted talk. Yes. 
I wish I could put the link in the comments, but um, StreamYard doesn't allow me to put it on. So when in the replay, I will go back into the replay as soon as this is over and I'll put the link in. Great. Um, so right now, if you're not sure, just take a picture of your screen and you can see the link up there. YouTube always gives these kind of gobbledygook um, mm -hmm. <laughs> URLs and there's not much we can do about it. Yeah. But, um, but and then this, of course, is the website and um, people can access your podcast there too, right? Yes. Yes. It's at the, on the top, you'll, you'll see the podcast heading and then go over there and dive into all these amazing people with fresh perspectives and great things that are going on in the world. So what is your final request of people? Um, after they got off to this, this, uh, listen to listening to my webcast today. Um, what, what is it that you're asking? Cause you, you know, I'm thinking of the sharing. Yes. So here's what I'm encouraging people every day, all day, do what you can do. That's it. There's like nothing too small that can change the direction of the world. Um, and, and, and when you think over the scope of time, something kind that you may do, a kind word to the person checking you out in the grocery store, um, over the scope of time, those things matter. And if you can do bigger things, great, but just do what you can do. If you're great at guitar and, and the people in your workforce are haggard and, and really dragging their knuckles from the pandemic, then offer to have a group uh, a group Facebook page where you teach guitar lessons every Thursday night or what have you. You don't. We don't have to all of us go out and save the rainforest. Right. We should just do what we can do and then find places that keep you inspired and don't leave you dragging your knuckles. And just decide what you give your attention to. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to offer a couple little ideas that that came to mind. Um, Lee says, you know, smile and make my corner of the world better. That's yeah. a nice one too. Um, there's pay it forward, which I do sometimes, oh. you know, I love doing that. Like, even if you, you know, you're in the line at McDonald's getting a coffee or a Big Mac or whatever, you know, I've done where I've paid it for the person behind you. And you know, that that's always a wonderful yeah. thing to do. Um, the other thing from a standpoint of LinkedIn and business mm -hmm. is that we all, you know, those of us who have LinkedIn profiles, there's a way to give other people a recommendation, a LinkedIn right. recommendation. So we all want to receive them because they're great testimonials to our work or our work ethic, but also give them unsolicited. Think of people who have done something for you and go to their LinkedIn profile and give them a recommendation without being asked to do it. That's another really nice, nice way. It's a, it's a surprise. It's something different. I think whenever we um, find ways to do things, um, um, Helen, she's, she just said, it's so nice to have others who don't give in to this hopelessness and this positive. Helen is a member of some of uh, social media groups that I'm a part of. And oftentimes Helen comes in and posts some really great memes or she posts her own positivity. I actually had a chance to meet Helen in Sedona when we were at a conference together last fall. We were, um, there were a group of us that had gone out for a walk. And as we were coming back, Helen's walking down the path. And um, I think Helen, remind me, I think you had some type of a special rock and it had uh, a symbolism to, to Native Americans. And like, you were like this, this, um, this woman coming out of the mist almost with this gift. And you just were standing there to say, Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the walk. But you know, this is something um, that that just means something, especially to the Southwest. And she shared it. And I thought, she's the kind of person that goes into these groups. And thank you. I'm so glad you watched this, Helen, because I think this was a perfect thing for you to watch. She's one of those people that does that for others. That's it. That's it. We, um, 
And you it know, doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't. And I, and, and the gift, it really, um, finding ways to be in service of others is, is so fundamentally human. This is what I want people to go away with and, and remember. And, and the first part of that, of the exposing the conspiracy of goodness, Ted talk will reassure you of this, that, that we have been doers, helpers, givers for 40,000 years. Mm -hmm. You know, they've found human bones in caves of people that could not have lived on their own, which mm -hmm. means that we're at least 40 years old. And that means we were taking care of each other that yeah. far back. The advent of the internet is a blip in history. Mm -hmm. It could not change who we are fundamentally. And it's time for a reinvention. We just need to reinvent the role of the internet in our lives. And we can totally do that. The, the setup, it's set up to either trap us or give us all this power because we can decide what rises to the top. I have one final question for you before we sign off. So um, if someone goes to your website and there's a story there that they want to share, is it doable to share um, oh, yeah. whatever you see on their own social media? Yes, yes. Every If you scroll down through the stories, uh, um, and, and the 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 page you're going to get to all this sharing. You're going to get to recommended articles next that are sort of in the same right. vein. Um, it, it's it's really set up like like some people can't believe that it's two women in northern Vermont have. They think it's like a CNN created website. These Vermonters are amazing. Corporate people thing, yeah. Live in Vermont. Yeah, oh. most people think it's a big invention of a corporation, but it's just me and my team of seven, and they are great people, and they are. They are ushering in a new era. They're dedicated. Well, that's <laughs> yes. what we need. So Dr. Linda, I'm going to sign off, but please stay on so that you and I okay. can just be brief afterwards. So thank you everybody for being here with me on my Coffee with Kate show with Dr. Linda. Thank you so much for joining me for coffee. And uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you on the replay. Thanks for tuning in. Your journey to online visibility and personal branding success is just beginning. If you're ready to take it to the next level, I have something really special for you. I'm offering a complimentary discovery call exclusively to our listeners. This personalized session is your chance to ask questions and gain insights on your personal branding efforts or even your LinkedIn marketing strategies. I've also prepared a free ebook titled Telling Your Story, Tips to Discover What Sets You Apart. It's packed with tips and tricks to help you identify your own compelling slice of life story. This resource will empower you to craft a narrative that captivates your audience and sets you apart from the competition. To schedule your free discovery call or to access the Telling Your Story ebook, simply click the links in the podcast description below.